0: Episode 157 of the PJ Archive comprises two interviews I did with the then remarkable young tennis star Monica Seles, who initially represented Yugoslavia, where she was born in December 1973, and then the United States, to where she moved in early 1986. My first interview with Monica took place at the Brighton International WTA event in October 1989 just eight months after she turned professional. She was only 15, but delightful with an infectious giggle.
1: Why do you think that uh, you're having the success that you're having at the moment?
2: Because I worked hard, you know, all, right. <laughs> all the five years. But it just kind of came this way, really. I improved so much from last year. I don't know myself how I am. Mean, like, and I got more confidence after I beat Chris Everett in the finals. It was my first win tournament and mm. it kind of helped me a lot
1: mm-hmm. a lot of people say that you're too young to be playing tennis
2: yeah <laughs> Does,
1: how do you feel about that
2: and the players book there's you know Yeager and tracy austin who really mainly played three years of tennis but then there's again stuff and Sabatine, as well as the team is trying as young as i maybe they weren't this successful but but that's why and last like, year i played three tournaments and this year i'm up to only six so really trying to be careful
1: mm. what about the pressure though do you enjoy the pressure
2: Uh, I can't say that. (laughs) I don't think anybody does that. But sometimes, after Houston, a lot of people, you know, for so much, you know, because I beat Chrissy, so I thought I'm going to something, and then when I played the 3 set match, and Steffi and then everybody, you know, but I really, because when I went back to school, I really, to school, and my friends, they kept my feet on the ground, so it helped me a lot, a little bit. But, you know, my parents are here, so I really try to minimize the pressure, and I really just not try to think about it. When I lose a match, I'm we sat for mm-hmm. half an hour, but then after, I'm fine, really. mm.
1: But are you confident that you can survive? Oh, got yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Because, you know, as I said, I don't want to last only three years, at least yeah. ten years.
1: Yeah. How much do you feel you're missing out in the way of school and um, normal life, as it were?
2: Well, I go to school normally, pre academy. It's like 15 minutes from the volunteer academy. Usually, when I'm home, I don't miss out much, but when I'm tour, you know, you miss out really much. You're just, you, you only get two days off if you're and they always usually put me in nine matches so right. you have to think all day about tennis you can't really do nothing much right. but when I'm home I'm just you know I know this is school time, this is practice time this is my friend so it's a lot easier that way
1: what do you enjoy when you are doing
2: school? Mm, when I'm doing school not much uh, Not much. I like swimming pretty much horseback riding with my friends just really being my friends man.
1: but not studying
2: no, it's <laughs> okay. But you're not very good at Oh, I'm good. I'm always an A student, oh. always, all my life, so mm. that's why, really, mainly one part, which I only ha- have two more years left, so I really want to finish them, because mm. I mean, for ten grades it was always stunning, and now for two years I just don't want to drop all that work.
1: Mm. <laughs> what, what do your parents say about your schooling? They call, or do they oh, teach you a bit oh, self?
2: Oh, no, they're not much. I just do it mm. really, yeah. Mm. When I'm home, my brother helps me a little bit but not anymore, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have the one fight. brother, do you? Yeah, yeah just one. What's his right. name? Zoltan. He's how old? 24. What does he do? He was number one in Yugoslavia, and now, uh, but he, he was like number four in Europe, but he really doesn't want to continue professional, so he's a lawyer now.
1: Right. And does he give you a lot of advice? And do you oh, yeah, he we played
2: play tennis together, mm-hmm. but we just, you know, <laughs> brother and sister always fight. Mm.
1: But are, you, are you quite close, though? Oh, yeah, very a close. Oh, yeah, it's yes. a family you don't think it's a little bit unfair on your parents to have to come around with you all the time oh
2: no my dad is you know my second my coach too so you know he yes. really has to be always there right. and it's easier for me with my mom now. maybe until next two years after two years you know i want not need my mom here but right now i think i do yeah. mm. it's a lot easier not for me but for my dad you know, mm. i can get sick and you know <laughs> what am i gonna do
1: do you find uh, it's probably better for tennis players to have their parents? Oh, coach? yeah, it's a lot easier for or a work, coach
2: yeah. or somebody who's a good yeah. friend later on.
1: When you're not uh, playing tennis, what do you like doing when you're traveling?
2: I'm traveling. Uh, usually in the airplanes, I do my homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but outside, I just really try to go shopping, you know, buy something from each place. Uh, not much else to do. <laughs>
1: when you're at home, tell me about your home. home it's Okay, Florida, is the
2: like Yeah, in Florida, it's in Minnesota. It's like an hour by Tampa. Well, I usually go to school in the morning, up to 12.30, then the big bus comes and picks us up, <laughs> takes us in the academy, <laughs> and then we practice in the afternoon, then every day except Friday and Saturday we have study hall, which is like an hour and a half of studying. <laughs> we have to, always.
1: Why is your home in Florida and not in Yugoslavia?
2: Well I mainly moved with my parents for the last three years to Florida because Yugoslavia the tennis conditions were just awful and you know, my dad had really, you know, to do a lot of things for me and you know, really sacrificed a lot of things but the main problem was that when I was around 12 I could not practice indoors at all so I would play six months outdoors and then six months really play nothing and you know, in the professional tennis you just can't do that. You can maybe get off the juniors but still and then we moved to Dubrovnik which pretty much is in Florida but then there was a lot of rain and everything. And in Florida mm-hmm. they have clay court, hard and the indoor court too. So really much is perfect for tennis.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you have many relatives left in Yugoslavia? Oh your yeah, we,
2: all, we go like three or four times a year back there. Right.
1: Yeah. Do you still feel that's really where your oh, home yeah, is? still, yeah. You so, do. How does Florida compare? What's the, what's the differences mainly?
2: Uh, a lot of, there's a big difference, I think, in the schooling, food, <laughs> the weather. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, well, when you're at home in Florida, what do you like doing?
2: Yeah, the watching the cool. TV, I like pretty much TV. Yeah. What do you
1: watch? Then,
2: mm, everything. <laughs> it's on th- it depends what time. You know, they have movies, then the game shows. It's always just pretty fun, actually. <laughs> there, there's so many channels. So. What
1: else do you do? Oh,
2: swimming, horseback riding. We yeah. get real close. We're really at like the horse farm. Then we'll really just go to a mall with my friends are Saturdays. And
1: are most of your friends out of tennis, or are they... Uh, the
2: half game? and half. Some are from the academy, right. but some are out of tennis, yeah.
1: And how do they take to you being famous? Do they find that quite uh, difficult?
2: Well, a lot more of, you know, not the couple of friends I have, but a lot more of them who before even didn't say hello to me, you know, and now yes. I say hello and now, right. and, and I just mm, don't like those people. But yes. they don't treat me differently because I'm famous, so, you know, a yes. lot of journalists are going to come and, But they kind of like because you know, whenever journalists come, they take pictures with me, too, oh so right, it's kind of yeah. nice.
1: But did you leave a lot of close friends back a in Bulgaria?
2: Well, that was the toughest thing. When I first came to United States, my first year, because my English wasn't good, mm-hmm. and I had you know zero friends. All my friends since the first grade, I left there, and now suddenly in eighth grade, I have to meet friends, which is a very tough mm, age. Is. To then you know, yes. so it's
1: pretty hard. What else at home? Do you have any pets um, and all that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, I have a Yorkshire Terrier. I do. <laughs> tell you? a little one. Oh, his name is Astro. Astro. <laughs> Astro, like. Uh, there's a Jetson film, so we just kind of call him from that name. but I had him for a year and a half and it's really in England. this is the only place where you have to leave them for six months so you can't bring them, but usually bring them to all the dramas.
1: Is it the worst thing, traveling around, leaving all these people behind? Oh, yeah, it's pretty hard, yeah. Yeah. Because,
2: you know, usually I talk every night with my brother on the phone, because it's not only hard for me, but it's hard for him. Like, when we were at the French Open, it was the first time we were, we're, you know, far, so, and he got actually sick (laughs) after two weeks, a little bit, (laughs) because, you know, him. But now it's getting easier because, you know, Mm. know, it's okay and everything. But, you know, the first couple of times you do it, it's Mm. much harder.
1: Do you get very sad uh, on your own in hotel rooms? No. Because your family with you, you're okay. My family's
2: always, yeah. Yeah. I sometimes miss, you know, the dog and the little things, you Mm. know, they're not the same as... Maybe at home, but not otherwise fine.
1: Mm. <laughs> Tell me about going shopping. and things like, Do you enjoy doing that? Oh, I love, yeah. yeah are you, are you quite a, what would you shop for? Clothes, maybe? Everything. Mm. I don't
2: have a favorite, but if I like that thing, it you know, looks wild. And
1: mm. The tennis players spend a lot of time in track seats. And, and oh, tourist. yeah, everybody, Do you yeah. like dressing up, then?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like it more. Yeah, mm. I don't mind.
1: Like what sort of fashions do you like?
2: Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't have a favorite one because mm. some players would like the jeans and the sweater. I Me, mean, you no. Know, mm. It's really everything.
1: Some people have sort of what we call vices, like they get lots of chocolate or they eat lots of Oh, lots of, of things, what's yeah. What's your, Nothing. Your, no I don't
2: like, I like pretty much meat actually, mm. in one thing. Mm. But I don't like desserts at all.
1: Are you not very careful about what you eat
2: because of your No, not really, sort. not up to now, but maybe a little bit later on I will be. Mm. But in the academy, actually I didn't know that, like, for the last three months I found out that they have a special kind of a food so we are going to get fat and everything.
1: <laughs> Does that worry you? Are you quite too careful about A little that? bit, yeah, yes, but
2: not yeah. much really yet.
1: What about your appearance? Do you, are you very careful about the way you look uh, try to Yeah, look I guess, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess everybody my age does
1: that. <laughs> do you like all the sort of thing, having people taking photographs of you and all? Oh, uh, so it's okay. It's say, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but
1: uh, are you most famous in America or in Yugoslavia? Or well,
2: or? I was the youngest one to name sportswomen in Yugoslavia. There was only mm-hmm. 12 in mm-hmm. all categories. And then this year I won it, too, so it's am um, second youngest one this year, too. So in Yugoslavia, really, I was all famous and I actually was surprised that such a young gaze accepted mm. me, you know, it's kind of a nice. But in America, it depends what places I go to. Sometimes they recognize me, sometimes not. Like, in Syria, if we went to the department store, everybody was mm-hmm. just coming there. And then two days later, I just walk, and nobody knows mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I don't know on what does that depend, but funny. <laughs> uh,
1: are your parents very protective of you and keep you Yeah, way? pretty
2: much, yeah.
1: Do you leave it up to them to, to help yeah, you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yes. What are the parts that you may enjoy about being famous?
2: Well, people are really nice to you always. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, everybody! Really, when you come to tournaments, they treat you so well. Really, the whole week, you know, the, you know everybody really, and just you know, really get all the best things you really can imagine. Mm. So it's nice.
1: Do you ever imagine what it would be like if you weren't a tennis player? If you weren't a star? Yeah.
2: Well, a lot of them, you know, a lot of different sports don't have, you know, as in tennis players do. Because you know, we really treat you know, perfect. We can't expect anything. We have medical everything. Here. You know, a lot of different sports they don't have that in gymnastics. Mm. They don't they're not as popular as us. But I did actually ice skating. I was pretty good. as number one in my state when right. I was anchor, Yeah, and you know it wasn't that as good as later on when I went to tennis. But you know they it wasn't the, the people didn't treat you that well as maybe in tennis yeah. they So it's kind of a nice. Yeah.
1: So if you weren't doing tennis, you'd still be doing sports. You'd still you be doing. You wouldn't uh, consider. Not really,
2: not really. I mean, mm. That's hard to say. Yeah.
1: You, can you imagine one day doing anything else other than sports? Oh sport? yeah.
2: Oh sure. Well, what sure. sort of
1: things would you like to go into, perhaps?
2: a lot of things.
1: <laughs> Give me some idea.
2: Well, one day I really wanted to be a doctor, then the next day a lawyer, then the no. third day an no, actress, really, yeah. everything, you know, because I can't decide yet. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Your sense of humor seems to get you through a lot of the yeah, of things, everything. yeah. Where does the sense of humor come from?
2: At uh, one part I learned a lot from Nick, I think, because he's just always on Nick, yeah. right. You know, he didn't have a bad day, and I kind of had... And then my mom a little bit mm. too, not that much really, but I it was like more, yeah, mm. for that part.
1: Because <laughs> your father's a cartoonist, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, oh
2: yeah, and he helped me too. He helped me more when I'm on the tennis court, right. a more, yeah. Because, you know, when I would get tired, he would draw Tom and Jerry on the right. tennis balls. Well, so and kind of that would get me motivated more, really. So, you know, little things, and he would do, <laughs> with the rabbit, <laughs> you know, he would draw, because, you know, and I would, he would make like a cartoon. T- playing tennis like we're happy playing mm. tennis and that kind of you know made me like more tennis I think
1: does yeah. he publish his cartoons or yeah, is he for New
2: York Times he really is oh, you yeah. know like yeah. and then uh, for Punch the he did here and he really for different paper mm. time and he just sends it so, you know, and,
1: and have you stuff. inherited that talent as well are you a bit uh, no, no nothing nah. I'm
2: bad my brother did that <laughs>
1: I think you're quite superstitious though about stepping on the lines. Oh, it, That
2: so was right? in the uh, player's book, right. which was like a year and a half old, and not really anymore.
1: Right, right. How much does it mean to you to become number one one day win Wimbledon and everything?
2: Mm, I never really thought about playing, when I started playing tennis, I'm going to one day maybe win Wimbledon, even though I've watched it, will be number one. Really, it was just always playing tennis, I so didn't mm. know much about the ranking, and still don't really just play tennis. You know, if I make it, it's perfect, but if I don't, you know, something nice
0: to
1: go it's not. Do you think you can do it? Yes. Well, it's hard to say.
2: You know. mm. There's a lot of good players coming up, and it's just really yeah.
1: hard. Mm. What makes you think you could do it, then?
2: Well I don't know.
0: <laughs> My second interview with Monica Seles took place over the phone when she was competing in the Italian Open in the spring of 1990. She went on to win that tournament, and a few weeks later the French Open, which she became the youngest-ever winner of at 16. Monica, who retired in 2008, attained nine Grand Slam singles titles altogether and the world number one ranking, though it's likely she'd have achieved much more had she not been horrifically stabbed in the back by an obsessed fan of Steffi Graf during a match in Hamburg in 1993. All the more tragic when you hear what a happy, carefree teenager she was on the verge of superstardom in 1990.
1: Just tell me how you're feeling now with the two Grand Slam tournaments coming up the French Open and Wimbledon.
3: Well, it would be sure great if I could do well on the Grand Slam tournaments, but I probably won't put any pressure on myself, and I would just try to take it as
1: any other tournament. Yeah, it was was at those tournaments last year that you really came to the world's attention, as it were. How difficult a start was that for you?
3: Well, yeah, because most of the media is there, the bigger tournaments from all over the world as famous last year and this year too, but it just, I don't think it will affect my play at all. I'm just trying to think it is another tournament.
1: <laughs> While people were talking about you being the new tennis sensation last year, this year they're talking about Jennifer Capriati. Yeah. H- how do you feel about her prospects?
3: Well, I think Jennifer's a great prospect, there's no question, because at age 14 nobody has done as well as she is done now. And, I mean, nobody really expected to do this great as she is, and there's no question that she's a top-ten player, if even not lower, because she has great ground strokes. She's very quick, and she's very strong for her age. So I do believe that she has a great future, you know, and she sure has a prospect of being number one. There's no question about that. She's a great person.
1: Have you given her, or would you give her any advice? And if so, what would it be?
3: Oh, I'm only two years older than she is. So I so much <laughs> can't give her any advice. It would be funny for me, but really. I me... Mean, Chris and my team, I can give
1: her, but I don't think it would be for myself. <laughs> so, so you haven't said anything to her?
3: No, we, I mean not as advice. No, I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> Do you feel there's less pressure on you now? And if so, is is that because you're better at dealing with it? Well,
3: there's, I think, same amount of pressure as it was probably maybe last year. The only thing is, that like last year, really the whole year to me was like a fairy tale, I and mean, I never had a downside. was always great. Everything was new, everything was fun, and it was, you know, even if I lost, it was still fun. And this year, in the beginning of the year, I had the Wolves off time, but then again, winning three in a row really just made it up for all of it, I think. So I just started playing a lot better. But I had a little shoulder problem in the beginning of the year, so I think that was a real problem there, too.
1: Are your feet on the ground now, as it were?
3: Oh, yeah. They are always on the ground. Mine are <laughs> <laughs> Even if I win or even if I lose. I'm
1: the same person. <laughs> D- does your family help in that respect? Oh,
3: yeah. There's no question. Because we travel so much, and it would be hard being, I think, away from my family. So some tournaments, even my brother comes. But usually it's my dad because my dad is my coach. So he's always has to be there. But my mom comes can handle things like schoolwork, and then a lot of times I bring my dogs it's almost like being home which helps a lot because we travel so much from airplanes to airplanes the hotels, and, you know it's good to have some I think, day when you win and the same form when you lose
1: too <laughs> Your brother's almost become your manager now hasn't he? Uh,
3: Well no I'm representing Bob Kane it's definitely all I've spent for my ING
1: But is your brother not helping you in some he, way? He's
3: helping me, of course oh yeah he helps me a lot I mean and tennis game life because he was pretty good at He was, like, number one or two in Yugoslavia and two years just really been the professional to yeah. better to college. So that was
1: his decision. <laughs> but he's a very good player. And your father, as you say, is now coaching you more. Why did you decide to drop Nick Bolateri well, as your coach? my co-
3: dad was coaching me always from the day I started playing tennis. I was just practicing at the Nick Bolateri Academy. So my dad was my coach, My think.
1: So it's no big difference, really?
3: No, no. It's just that we're practicing in a different place. So it's a friend of ours. It's a nice house. And yes, it's all for cool, It's really, very really quiet there.
1: Now, while you're obviously helped by having your family with you so much of the time, do you not think that all their efforts put pressure on you to do well?
3: Oh, no, no, I mean, my family has their own life, But there's no question that if you come on the tour, like, you'll see all the young players have their parents with them. I kids mean, Sanchez, Cacriotti, Stephanie it's a really hard life i mean traveling from city to city you have no idea who is who <laughs> and you know it, it can be tough and it's a lot easier if you have somebody a, a parent or a friend like just somebody not being alone i think especially as a you know a young girl I
1: think. but do you never feel guilty that they're spending so much time and effort oh, on no, you
3: no 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 i think this is their choice too it's probably all the parents choice i mean the Capriati's parents uh, it's just their choice because they love it, I think. My dad loves it, too. I mean, he loves the sport so much, and my mom, too. And they all enjoy traveling. They have fun, and they always go sightseeing. I mean, when I have a day off, I usually can't go with them because I don't want to get too tired from all the walking. But for them, it's just fun. I don't know. They enjoy I have a little dog. He always him with me. So it's just really almost being home, except it's in a hotel. <laughs> the only difference. <laughs> Sometimes bring some stuffed animals or something. Just to make the room more like a home, not like a hotel. <laughs> it's
1: important, I think. It must be quite strange for your parents, though, that their 16-year-old daughter makes most of the money in the family. Oh, no, no. I'm
3: not, no. My money, just I'm money
1: I'm making is my money. My parents have their own money, which <clears> they live <throat> on. So it's not at all that way, no. But
3: you're still earning more than they are, aren't you? Well, this year, <laughs> yeah... In the prize money, not really. <laughs> they earn a little bit more to get a foot, but maybe from the endorsement, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but Not from the prize money, because my dad is bigger. So
1: now you've said in the past that one day you will become more independent and leave mm-hmm. your family at home when you travel. Is that I mean,
3: time? I actually said that. This way. I mean, I never said. I just said a problem. I get older, I may travel with somebody else, you know, a friend or something. But I think i would probably travel for many many more years with my parents at least until 20 there's no question you know a lot easier having them around and especially if my dad is my coach too because he understands i think most in my game he was there from the beginning when i went through tough times or easy times so you know (laughs) for me this is for right now it's the best i don't know how it's going to be in the future you know (laughs) never know but right now this is what we all do
1: You've also been quoted recently as saying that your family are your main reason for wanting to do well. Oh, no I, <laughs> no, I never said that. No, I never said
3: that. I don't know from who are. There are some quotes here asking me, too, some things that I never said in my life, and I'm just curious who's giving these quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I never said that, no. and I said, for me, Santa, is just really to do my best. This was, I think in the beginning of the year I put a little bit more pressure on myself than I should have, which is, you know, a lot of people expected of me this year. Well, last year if I got to the semis, it was great. And this year, you know, I got to the semis, it wasn't that big, so there's much more pressure on me. But what I decided was really just to play for myself and enjoy the game as I did last year. This is what I'm doing. Just play for it and really enjoy every time you go on the court not think about it, it's, you know, a you ranking or anything
1: like that. But who who do you actually want to do well for? For yourself or what? For myself. Oh, for nobody
3: else. I mean, <laughs> when I win, of course, I mean, you know, I want to share with my parents and with my friends. No question, but I mean, I lose for myself and I win for myself. <laughs> when I lose, I suffer with myself, <laughs> you know, so.
1: Are you a bad loser then?
3: Three sore you know it's for me it's a little bit hard to accept because i've been out there and i know sometimes that i lose a match because i was you know shooting <laughs> stuff. but after two hours it's okay so i forgot and i like well i didn't play a match because you know tennis shouldn't rule 100 percent your life i mean it's still a game it's fun to be enjoyed if you lose a match, I mean, it's not like life and death. you know, there's still another game tomorrow. And tennis is, you know, an uh, interesting game because every week there's another tournament. So if you lose to this girl, you probably get a chance next week or two weeks later to play against her again. So that's why right. it's not, not like the Olympics that you get a chance every four years.
1: I think incredible pressure. But you've just signed a a multi-million dollar contract with Fila, haven't you? Does that not put extra pressure on you? Oh,
3: no, no. Well, I mean, you know, I worked with Fila before we signed this contract for a long time, and I know pretty much all the Fila people since they're very engaged, because actually they were my first sponsor when I was coming on the junior tour. And I think they're just very nice people, and they share the great side of tennis and the down part side of tennis with me and i really believe that together with them maybe we can create some kind of a new collection in tennis which will be a little bit different from the traditional
1: ones <laughs> so you'll be designing some new range of sportswear yeah. any particular style well we are trying to bring something
3: new and we are doing them. Actually, after the actual crowd we the the to open wimbledon we'll decide what we will do for the US Open. i think right, right. we're trying to put the new collection
1: what, what do you intend to do with all this money you're earning?
3: Oh, well, for now I put in a college fund, which is way over now, probably, <laughs> going to college. But I just pretty much, I stay, I mean, I buy some things, of course. But it's just, you know, a lot of times I really don't even realize that it's maybe that much money and you could do it and do that. But as a person, it really didn't change me. It didn't change my friends or being around some other friends. So and I still the same old friends. Because, you know, I mean, I still give myself, like, if I win a tournament, this and this, if I lose, then I don't get this. So, like, these little bonuses help me motivate myself, I think. And, you know, I mean, I, I mean who needs <laughs> sometimes? I don't know what to do with
1: it. Do you think perhaps you got too much?
3: Well, I mean, I never realized probably how much money maybe it is, and I really don't look at it, because I always had plenty for food and fun and everything, which is for me the most important. All the luxuries are just a plus, because a lot of times when you I mean, look at some movies about some people who are very well, unfortunate not having it, then you really just realise how fun you are of having this type of a life, and that's when i realize realised that, you know, I mean, you have to think about the other people to then help them. About
1: what sort of luxuries do you enjoy? Oh, well, I enjoy, I mean, buying a lot of clothes, (laughs) too much
3: clothes, actually. And I'd probably love to buy a car, (laughs) but I don't know how to drive yet. So, (laughs) my parents pretty much wouldn't want me to drive at this age, I think. uh, They're pretty scared, but maybe in a couple of years I would buy a
1: car. (laughs) What is your dream car? Oh,
3: well, mine actually is a Lamborghini. (laughs) But there's a big time because they're very fast and am very afraid of the fast cars. But the reason why i like the car is because the door opens differently <laughs> like it's a futuristic car that's why i like it <laughs> and not too many people have they're kind of a neat. i mean andre andre Agassi has one too and it's kind of a niche
1: one. <laughs> you you must have virtually everything you want now though how difficult is it to keep motivated because of that
3: oh it, i mean to me it doesn't matter it's not the money that really motivates people place, it's really things that i enjoy it. I mean, like when I win a tournament, I don't think about the size money or anything like that. It's just totally fun and enjoying it and getting the satisfaction of winning the tournament and maybe beating the other person. That's one of the most important, I think.
1: But do you find some people are jealous of you in your success?
3: Well, some players are, but, you know, you can't be like 100%, especially by your opponent, which is, you know, I think normal. I mean, as most... No, every player has a you know person who doesn't like her (laughs) and
1: you know but but uh, do you have people at home who are jealous of your friends
3: no they're really i mean they're being incredible supporters of me and they understand a lot of times sometimes you know you have to make a sacrifice like when you're getting ready for a big tournament you may can go up with your friends as much as you know if i wouldn't but they're just most understanding because a lot of them play tournaments some of them are trying to get on the program too, so you know they a lot of times are just very curious how it is, and I have to talk a lot about it. And it's fun for them, I think, when they watch me on television <laughs> because when we we lived, uh, they didn't. I mean, they knew about me, the tennis people, but after we lived when it was on television, I mean, everybody was new. There were banners and everything. It was kind of a fun, and I really realized how television, how reachy out to so many people. So it's like so funny, <laughs> they didn't even know that I was playing on these courts, so now, I mean, whenever we would play on the courts, because they're very close to the road, I mean, the cars yeah. would stop by and they would wish me all good luck, which is a little different, because I wasn't used to it in America, I mean, in Yugoslavia, of course, I mean, you can't, I can't go out on the street, <laughs> but yeah. in America, for people stopping the cars and you think of life is a little <laughs> different.
1: How much of your life is geared to becoming number one at tennis?
3: Oh, well, uh, I mean, I would sure love to become number one, there's no question, but, I mean, as now, I don't look at the ranking, I don't care about it, you know, if it's number three or number two or number one, but I, of course I would love to be number one, but there's no pressure, it's just really enjoying playing tennis and being healthy and not to get injured, because, you know, tennis
1: is your whole life. I mean, so. But you're considered one of the few people who can actually threaten Steffi Graf's well, supremacy. You know, who
3: knows that who can threaten her? hard to say, but probably Jennifer, myself, Gabrielle, Mayor Joe, Sanchez. we all have a chance. Who will be, you know, it's very hard to say. she's Steph- still good. Yeah,
1: she's just come back after injury though. Is she still as good as she was?
3: I think she's still good. I mean, it's not even better. I didn't play her, but she's playing awfully well. I mean, so much. she's still loving one almost everybody, so she's still I think she's playing well.
1: What kind of a relationship do you have with Steffi and what kind of a person is she? Oh, I think Steffi's a very nice person. She's a little bit
3: shy maybe then from the other players and she's really contenting on tennis but I think she's just a very nice person inside and her parents are very nice too. I mean, I don't know if it's her coach, logo. We can speak a little bit the same language because he's just so I can understand him a little bit. But I just think she's an incredible person, just really loves to play tennis. And it's just really incredible, I mean, nobody would have thought how good she will be. I mean, she's almost the best one of the women's era of the whole time, so really, I mean, there's just no question, and I really admire her, and I love to watch her play, and, you know.
1: Do you find it difficult to make friends on the tennis circuit because you actually have to play against them?
3: Yeah, it is hard because, you know, you can't have friends like you got to, dinner you know, because if you play her maybe in two tournaments later and you beat her, if you lose her, you probably won't be friends again. So we pretty much don't have that type of relationship. But, like, you know, a lot of times I have to play against my doubles for her and I need to be her sixth six one, and after ten minutes I have to play with her doubles. So you have to... It used to, but I'm pretty friend I mean, we say hi to each other, how are you, where were you last week, oh, that's nice, and that stuff, but I mean, it's not like going to the movies, that type of friend,
1: but I mean, yeah. Who, who are your friends?
3: Oh, well, I mean, I'm pretty close to Sanchez, Martinez, Mary Jo, Chris ever a little bit.
1: Presumably, you leave a lot of friends behind in America, let alone Yugoslavia, that must be very tough for you. It is tough, because it's such a different
3: changed because I was going up to Yugoslavia and when I went to America before I went to America and lived in Germany so I always was traveling in away from my friends, it's a little bit hard but sometimes I call them or just send them a postcard because a lot of them don't travel as much as I do, so for them when I say, well I was in Italy this week next week I go to Germany, next week I go to Japan, it's like, you know they think like, wow, what is she talking about? And for me it's not totally normal, but it's Two years ago, some little kid would come to me, I'm going to Japan, say, wow, <laughs> you know, but now it's, you know, wherever I go, it's the same.
1: <laughs> Do you find you have more friends now that you're famous?
3: Well, some, you know, some of them probably want to become more friends with me, because they might get in a picture with me or something like that. But they stay pretty much the same, I mean, most of them. You know, of course, they are much more friends, I mean, here in Italy, I mean. People are incredible how many letters to get and everything. But they're just really all nice. I mean, they're so friendly.
1: Apart from your friends, what do you miss most about Yugoslavia? Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I haven't lived in Yugoslavia for almost six years now. Yeah. Almost. I mean, the way of life, I kind of lost a little bit. But my friends, my grandparents live there. And I go, I mean, go to Yugoslavia twice a year. I went to see last year there. So, as I go there now, visit and visiting it more, but, I mean, I was so low when I left, it's like a lot of things I think I forgot. And I probably got used to quickly to the American life, you know, that type of lifestyle, I
1: think. Do you think you will settle in America or Yugoslavia after your tennis oh, I don't know.
3: Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> I mean, in Europe somewhere, in other countries. It's, you know, for me, probably, be very hard to settle somewhere and lived there for the rest of my life because I travel so much. You know, I would probably love to, you know, be in New York two weeks and go somewhere else, go to Europe for two months or something like that, but still travel a lot see different places.
1: But are you hoping to gain American citizenship or what?
3: Oh, I don't know yet. I'm an American uh, resident.
1: What do you consider to be the main differences for you between the two countries? Oh, well, I mean,
3: the food is different. <laughs> There are a lot of different small ones, big ones. I and mean, it's a different country. I mean, it's
1: Can you give us an idea of your lifestyle in America?
3: Uh, well, usually, let's put, I go into school in the morning, then I study, or I go to, uh I practice, it depends. And then I probably, if I play in the afternoon, then I would just study in the evening. It's just pretty much, if I like, go to a tournament, then I would play in the morning and in the afternoon around that side, pretty much a full day and then maybe at night I would go with my friends, or
1: something like that. Don't you get bored with all this tennis, tennis, tennis? Oh no, for me it's not tennis, tennis at all,
3: <laughs> for me it's tennis fun, <laughs> for me it's this way, no, 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 I mean if I get bored, I mean, no, never happened to me, <laughs> because I balance it pretty well, I think, you know, and for me it was never tennis, tennis, it's always a lot of other things, because I think it's you want to stay long in this game and not get bored with it or burn out, I think.
1: What kind of a house do you live in?
3: Well, we, we live in a renting place. Rent it. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> we're so low in it. It's just the most important part is the security there. You like it. But, you know, some touring pro places are interesting, taking me there and living there, but... Yeah, it's a hard decision, probably have to make it after Wimbledon
1: But is it quite, so they've got swimming pools and tennis courts and everything? Yeah, it's
3: got the the tennis courts, yeah. 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 It's like a country club style thing. It's like a, you know, swimming pool, tennis, weight room, that size.
1: In America it's the country club lifestyle they call it. Do you have famous neighbours?
3: Oh, not really. (laughs) No, I mean... Some of them are associated with same names, but not same famous. <laughs> at least none of them
1: I know. <laughs> do you have homes anywhere else apart from Yugoslavia? Yeah,
3: I mean Yugoslavia, two homes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, how much time do you actually spend at home in Florida? Well, together,
3: two months, three months, something like that. I never really count. It's around there. If I don't go just all to Spain, it's about like two and a half,
1: three, yeah. And what do you like doing when you are at home?
3: I mean, as a sport, I love basketball too. I'm a pretty good basketball, I a pretty big basketball fan. So actually, uh, that's mainly from the sports, which I sometimes swim on. Or we have a computer, and I play a lot of times games with my brother, which is fun. It's really off, just different from the tennis court.
1: What about horse riding, because you're very fond of that, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I love horses, yeah, but I'm a little scared of them. <laughs> As you probably can see in the pictures, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, they're just so big to me there. Once I had to do this picture for a Japanese magazine, putting my face in the middle of two horses. And I was so scared because the horse with, horse with his face was constantly uh, building his face. I got so scared from it, they <laughs> said. Stop it, I can't. <laughs> and um, since then, I'm pretty scared of
1: the horses. Funny. Are they your own horses? No,
3: they're not mine. No, no, it's another country club. Close to us, it's their horses. is the country club. But I can go ride there and everything if I want
1: to. So, what do you have in the way of pets yourself?
3: Oh, I have a Yorkshire Terrier.
1: Yeah. It's a
3: three-year-old dog called Astro. He's a very thing in love, by the way. <laughs> he travels with me always, all the mm-hmm. time, except in England, of course.
1: <laughs> How much of a normal life can you actually lead, do you think?
3: Oh, well, I mean, when I'm on the road, I probably don't have a 100% normal life because, you know, you think about the natural day, but when I'm at home, it's totally almost a normal life for me. Except that maybe in the afternoon, maybe other friends are talking or Doing some other things, some are taking swimming lessons, I mean, acting lessons or something like that. I'm playing tennis at that time. That's probably the only difference, I think. And sometimes before the tournament, you have to make some sacrifices
1: for it. Do you fancy doing some acting one day, modeling or anything?
3: Uh, Well, I'm taking some lessons (laughs) in acting, a little bit. But, I mean, I've done some work for some magazines, but it would be tough to, you know, have a big career and really go for it. I mean, I lost tennis, but maybe next year I'm going to do some more, but I don't know. It's hard doing both, I and mean, both parts take a lot of traveling, because I, mean, so, I have the height and I have the weight and everything, but uh, it's, it's a tough job. A lot of people think that, you know, it doesn't take that much time, and it's easy to stand there. For one, for one magazine, or the franchise, I have to be there five and a half hours. Yeah. It's not that of easy work. It's a fun work. Because a lot of fun people are in there, and you get dressed up, in the size of the game, so it's fun. But it's hard work
1: too, same as tennis and everything. I think. But that that aspect seems to have become more and more important in tennis now, hasn't it? Yeah,
3: it does. Some players are trying to change their image, I think. Now I don't know why, so but <laughs> but you know, probably people. But but I always was that type of a person. I always loved it when I was a little girl. I was doing. My mom would take me to some modeling shows. And I was like. Five or six. So I, I kind of like that sport. I mean, I just like to buy a lot of different clothes, unique clothes, which have made a look different from the other ones.
1: What are your fashion tastes and your music tastes?
3: Well, music, I mean, I love all the top ten. Madonna, George Michael, Michael Jackson, Rolling Stone, mainly the soft ten.
1: Have you met any of those people? No,
3: I never met them, no, but <laughs> I, I wanted, I had a backstage ticket once, the Rolling Stones concert, and I was playing, I think, I was in Europe playing an exhibition. No, I'm not sure where I was, but I couldn't go. I was so mad, <laughs> myself.
1: Is there anyone you're dying to meet?
3: Uh, well, yeah, or Madonna or somebody like that. I really love to meet them from close up because I watch their videos and everything always. I just really love them. So, you know maybe one day who
1: knows <laughs> what about your fashion tastes
3: oh well i mean i like mostly the I pretty much don't have a favorite designer which i like but I just really like the clothes that are a little bit more unique not the usual ones i of course I like black clothes i mean you know everybody loves that color but it's really like if you see an l or magazine magazines or something that's that type but like you just see that they put some of those, some, to, to
1: make it maybe more unique my style i guess tell me about boys is there anyone around at the moment
3: oh right now no but they have been and they will be of course always <laughs> if, or, you know it's not like a you know thing that's or something like that but you know <laughs> right now no but they have been of course
1: they have been already have you,
3: been in Newstay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you had any long relationships
3: uh well, not really long. Most one is the longest established three months. <laughs>
1: and what happened to him? Oh, <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. <laughs> I mean it's hard. And, you know, I think the nineties. I, I mean the nineties are hard for a young kid starting I mean, to growing up. There are a lot of, of you know, a lot of pressure so on them. It's not that easy. I think.
1: You know. Do you think it's difficult because you're more famous and wealthy well, and everything?
3: It's a little difficult there. And, you know, there are a lot of things that just careful and everything. It's a little different now than they 10 or 15 years ago, I guess.
1: Yeah. But do you have a lot of admirers and do they ask you out and send you romantic letters and things?
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the fan mail, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you get some marriage proposals and that's up all worse. I mean, it's the funny as some of the little kids, I mean, they are you, they're like six years old and they want to kiss you and everything. It's just funny. I think, you know, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> somebody maybe
1: would have told me this in three or four years ago, they will be maybe just, like, really willing to believe him. <laughs> what do you do about the people who ask you to marry them?
3: Oh, well, <laughs> I just tell them we'll me you back in two years. <laughs> no, you know, it's not like that.
1: <laughs> but because you're so close to your brother Zoltan, do you think any future boyfriends will have to match up to him? Oh, no, well, he has a lot of, <laughs>
3: friends too, I think, <laughs> so we are used to it, but I really never made my opinion on him, totally his choice, same as I think it's my choice, <laughs> you know, it's really, but of course I ask him for advice, because he's been really because I'm going for, you know, you know, he, the soft times and everything, you know, but, so he's good there, I think I have an older brother who I can turn into a lot of times. there for me,
1: Do you have a particular type of boy that you like?
3: No.
1: (laughs) Do you have any heartthrobs?
3: Oh, (laughs) like Tom Cruise or something? I have a long list. No, everyone. I mean, the list just goes on. I mean, all the ones that you see in the magazines,
1: in the movies. I mean, all of them. (laughs) Go on. Who's top of your list? Oh well, I
3: mean, real wow. (laughs) I mean, Tom Cruise. George Michael, yeah, a million of them, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> i not sorry, getting injured. You're <laughs> on the phone for three
1: hours. <laughs> what do your parents say about boyfriends?
3: Oh, they accept it normally. I mean, uh, they had it when they were at my age. It's not a big thing, I mean. Everybody goes through it. Some kids go later. Some ten years it, have some problems with it. But I don't think they should make a big fuss over it, I mean, you know their parents you know, everybody goes
1: Not like her. <laughs> uh, <if I> <laughs> but Steffi seems to have suffered quite a bit from publicity and things.
3: Yeah, but that's why I try to keep mine quiet, I mean, that's my private life, and, you mm. know, it would be different probably if I would get somebody as famous, even more famous than I, <laughs> yeah. that would be kind of a neat thing, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Steffi's a lot older, so, you know, them travels with her, so it's a little different mine would be maybe coming to the tournament for how,
1: <laughs> how do you feel about becoming a wife and having children one day
3: oh i don't know it's just so far i mean i really am i think a very ambitious person <laughs> and you know i really would probably want to i don't know you know <laughs> probably finish tennis i think and really you know maybe do some other things and then maybe the things that you do that you really have to commit yourself to the children I mean,
1: do you have a rough idea what age you intend to retire? No, oh, I have no idea. Oh,
3: that's I mean, Maybe at 23, maybe at 30, maybe at 40. It's really, no idea. I mean, yeah. whenever, I, whenever I feel tired, that's when I will.
1: So. Have you thought any more about what you might do after you quit, though? Well,
3: I mean, I thought, and I kind of you know what I would do if I would quit maybe tomorrow. But, I mean, it, it would be really far... But that's why, for the security, I'm finishing high school, just in case you never know what can happen to you. It's always good to have you there and have some other choices. But, you know, for 100% what I would do, I would never know. But I probably would maybe like to be an actress, I guess, because I'm studying, you know. And I really enjoy doing this a lot of times. So I can really do a lot of different sports and everything, in school place or something like that. And i really enjoy it
1: as much as almost can and it's fun for me if you were an actress what sort of films would you like to appear in oh uh, well <laughs>
3: uh i mean i would always love to be you know <laughs> in the ones that you know the big man story of course <laughs> but just really maybe some more serious roles not as serious as probably i mean my own script is really great i mean changing for voice and everything not that serious people flowers and Michelle Pfeiffer and Kim they Basinger, more that type of reaction, I think I would
1: love to be. What's your singing like?
3: Oh, <laughs> a lot of players have an ambition to become rock stars. So <laughs> mine are, yeah, some are a bit lucky, but I don't think my voice is good, <laughs> I mean, it's a stop job, too. <laughs> I probably would have to stop dinner at the 20 for you to do that. <laughs> but L- I would certainly have the dressing part ready for it. There's no question. <laughs> I would progress the whole thing very well. But I don't know, the singing part would be
1: there. Maybe by like playback or something like that. <laughs> now, last year you said that you didn't want to continue school for too much longer. Yeah. What, are you, what are your plans on that front now?
3: I said I wanted to finish high school, which I have like one and a half more years. But about college, I'm not that sure, because that takes four years. And I think that's a really serious part, you know, what majoring you will want to take and everything. So I really decided to think about it, play tennis after high school, really, concentrate 100% being tennis. And then if I decide I'm not doing good well in tennis, or I feel tired of it, then maybe go to college. But high school, is really want to finish. But about college, it's really more down the road, I think.
1: You're not too keen on studying, though, are you? No. Well,
3: I like I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the earth to do, of course. But, you know, you have to, I think, and you learn something. But, you know, it's hard a little bit sometimes doing the homework and everything. But that's part of it, I think.
1: <laughs> what are the things you most and least enjoy doing?
3: Uh, well, I pretty much like to do... I mean, I love to watch movies at home on VCR. Uh, like I usually don't play Sundays, so whenever I, I don't play Sundays, I just save like five or six movies and just not go out of the apartment <laughs> all day, <laughs> just watch the movies. That's what I too much like to do, or just really be with my friends or something like that, or maybe take some pictures for fun. But what I don't like to do is I don't know. I pretty much like to do everything. I mean, I, mean, I don't like that much. Maybe playing. I don't know. I pretty much like to do all the sports, really. Volleyball on the beach with my friends, you
1: know, like that. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being famous for you? Um, uh, well, being famous, you maybe you can get
3: a lot easier into a lot more places, there's no question. <laughs> and you know, if you want to career in something else, of course you can use the right people a lot easier. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I, it, sometimes it's hard when you go to a restaurant that, doing when you're right if the food is in your mouth and the better guy takes a picture of you you know yeah. you sometimes can you just eat new york wild or something like that but for me it's fun i like it because the people are so nice to me all of them, I mean, and they just really enjoy it i enjoy them too and but the funniest thing was once at the central Open last year when i was coming off the court and all these fans were around me and this one guy comes behind me and he cuts a piece of my hair. That kind of, I think, will always stay in my memory because it was so funny. <laughs> but, uh, how did he manage to do that? <laughs>
1: what did you say to him?
3: Well, he ran away very quickly <laughs> because I think he didn't want to get caught or something because maybe he was afraid that I would react but I just laughed at it. I mean.
1: It could have been dangerous though, it couldn't it? It
3: could have been, yeah, some are, you know, but none of them really hurt me or anything. I mm. just wanted to you or something like that. But there, so friendly all of them, I think. I really want to touch him. Same as probably, you know, when a star of my a hero of mine would come, I I would walk to get his autograph or take a picture with him. I mean, if I would go rock concert, I would be a total different monarch. I mean, I would be in transition. <laughs> so I think it's the same person, with, same thing when they come to tennis
1: match. Are you very careful about what you eat?
3: Uh, not really, but my favorite food is probably Italian food. But it just really whatever i want
1: right now i think are, are you going to wish you were in italy for the world cup uh
3: well actually we got the tickets because uh, last year when i was in Turin playing the exhibition i met maradona and some people from fifa and actually i was the first woman to hold the cup Summer <laughs> ever win so they offered us three tickets to come here so maybe after wimbledon we can come for the finals i'm not sure i want to come <laughs> but you know, I don't know yet, but it will be really interesting to come, I mean, it's going to be incredible, because now, I mean, in Rome, you can see there are all, people are <laughs> incredible, I mean, they always talk about it, the mascots are everywhere
1: you go, and it's going to be a fun. <laughs> what do you make of Wimbledon? Because Wimbledon is considered to be a very sort of gentlemanly English tradition, what do you think of it?
3: Well, to me, the greatest part of Wimbledon is, I mean, <laughs> i love the prince in diana that's the best part for me to <laughs> tell the truth but as a tournament i really love it cause it's a great tradition and the people are very nice they're very you know proper they never say bad things or something like that are, i think it's you know it's nice and i really love the locker room top 16 locker room i think <laughs> the I don't know how you call them, but I always forget it. Yeah, but that's it. A... And I mean, the grass court is a unique tournament. It's different from all the others. You know, it has no comparison. Some tournaments, you can compare them to others. Wimbledon, you can't see any of them. I mean, when the first time I walked on the court, and, you know, you see maybe Princess Diana or Duchess of York or something like that. It's just a you know, incredible feeling, at least to me, in playing on the center court really a unique
1: tournament what do you think of the english in england
3: oh they were so nice to I me mean, we have some friends in wimbledon village and we're probably going to maybe stay with them this year and they're just funny i mean <laughs> I, really nice and they supported me late last year and I, hopefully they'll be doing it this year too <laughs> hope i can have a do it a little better than last year
1: <laughs> are there any places in england that you want to go any well, things I was preparing in Liverpool, in West-Kirby,
3: and I kind of was really fell in love with the place, it was great. I mean, (laughs) it's a little town, very quiet, we could practice as much as we wanted on the grass court, and the people were great, so I might do that this year for
1: going to London, I think. Do you think you could ever live in England?
3: Well, maybe in London, I think. In London, the bigger city, I think I could. Yeah, probably. <laughs> not your, maybe not when I play tennis because you know rain a lot in London, but that's why. But after, yeah, I think I could. I don't know if I could.
1: <laughs> what do you hope for most in your life now?
3: Well, the number one is always to stay healthy, You're not have any injuries, any problems with my health. The second is do my best. Really, I mean, whatever my best is in tennis and in life, that's really you know I want to reach hundred percent my potential in everything but who knows if I can do that. But just really, and enjoy. I mean, enjoy every day, because yesterday can be brought back what happened. Truly
1: enjoy his day and make most out of it, I think. Great. Well, good luck. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks so much. We'll see you at Wimbledon. Okay. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.